Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Wisdom for living. And in defining that, I'll be doing that in this first section. You see, there are things prayers can do. And there are things that wisdom only can do. Amen? While it is good to pray, it's also important to walk in wisdom. The Bible made us understand, as we're going to be speaking, God said a house is built by wisdom. Not by prayer. While you pray, you need wisdom to build your house. Are you following me? In fact, in Proverbs 14, it says, The wise woman built her house, so you need wisdom to build a house. So wisdom is not just for women. Wisdom is for everyone that needs to build a house. And so we're going to be discussing wisdom the whole of this month. So that when you walk in 2022, you walk on the basis of the wisdom you've acquired and the application of that wisdom. So let me just quickly look at something here. Proverbs 4 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 verse number 7. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. They forget wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get what? Understanding. Now, wisdom is the principal thing. The word principal actually means the first in place, time, order, or rank. In other words, anything you want to do, the first thing that you should have, or the ought to be speaking, is wisdom. Amen? Principal thing is the force in place, force in time, force in order or rank. It speaks of the very beginning. So anything you want to do, the first thing that must apply or come before you is wisdom. Is that okay? Understanding actually means knowledge. So when you say get wisdom and get understanding, it means have wisdom and then the application of wisdom is knowledge, which is understanding. When you know something and you want to engage on anything and you apply the principles you've learned, you're applying understanding, which is knowledge. I'll make you see that from the life of Solomon. We know in the scripture, Solomon's regard the wisest king, isn't it? But I'll make you see how that, that really played out in scriptures. But let's look at the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 52. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. 
I, I, I want you to think about this. This is supposed to be God. But understand this fact. The omniscience of God was not in place or did not come into play when Jesus was born as a human being. So as a human being, he got to increase in wisdom. He learned so many things by which he walked and lived his life. If Jesus could increase or learn wisdom, then you can excuse yourself from that. Are you there with me? Wisdom is that thing that causes your understanding to be sharpened, to be able to separate the chaff from the wheat, even in the decision making. You need wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom, increased in wisdom. You can't do less if you live on this world. Why do you think Jesus was able to be asking questions in the temple at the age of 12? Asking the doctors of the law and they could not even answer some of the questions he was asking. And the answer was given, they were unable to. How do you think that happened? Not because he was God, but because he learned. He read books. He understood the Torah. Praise the living God. So what he was trying to tell them was, you are not living according to that which is written in the Torah, which is the book of Moses. As a Hebrew child, they normally study from 38 to the age of 12, the five book of Moses, they get them in their mind completely, stored up. Hallelujah. That age or stage is called the Mispah. They study the story. So that's why I discovered that when the tempter came to Jesus on the mount of temptation, as you will call it. You remember how he gave the answer? It is written. It was what was in his head that he has learned before that he used to confront his Satan. Are you there with me? If Jesus, I repeat, increased in wisdom, you can do less. So, Come with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. I'm just going to be giving you a simple definition today. Subsequently, we begin to apply. And I, I did urge you, please, as much as possible. If you don't have a Bible, get one. You got a notebook that you must jot down stuff. Amen? Very important. Luke 10, 38. Now it came to pass as the when that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into a house. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And she had a sister called Mary. Now, if you look at that story, it's very interesting. This Martha received him into a house. Know that he begged to be there. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive the reward of a prophet. You know the lady that Elisha calls 
had to finally have a baby. The woman said to the husband, I perceive that as a man of God, every what they call market day, as this man passes by, I perceive that he's a man of God and he brought, brought him in. Got him a place to sleep, got him a table where he can read and study all of those things. Remember, when he was about to leave, he asked the servant, Elias, I mean, Gezi, I perceive that this woman have no child. What can we do for her? First of all, he said, can I introduce you to the people of the city, how good you are, stuff like that. He said, no, I live among my people. I don't need such fames. I'm already famous, if you will. And the servant said, I perceive that this woman does not have a child. And that was all. Right from that day, the barrenness was broken. The child came forth. You remember what I'm saying? What caused the barrenness to be broken was just receiving the man of God. It wasn't a prayer. Yeah, Mary received Jesus into her house. That means a lot of people were not receiving him. Are you there with me? Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and held his word. But Martha was come by about March 7 and came to him and said, Lord, does I not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Be there, therefore, that she should come on. She should help me. Come and help me. She should come join to help me. Prepare the food. You see, she was more concerned about the food. And there's nothing wrong with that. A good reception was being prepared for Jesus. But let's hear what Jesus said. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good path, which shall not be taken away from, from her. What was the good part? Hearing the word of God. And I'm trying to make you understand that the true wisdom that you're looking for in the Bible is the word of God. Mary had chosen that good path. So there is a good path that you can choose. And that is God's word. There was nothing wrong with what Martha was doing. For me, she was the host and she wanted the best for Jesus. And when Jesus was not talking, that would have been excusable. But you can't allow Jesus to be talking and be looking for a way to make food. Who was Jesus going to talk to? Misplaced priority. Are you listening to me? And this is what some of you must avoid this year. That when it is time for the word or the time for fellowship, the time to be at the feet of Jesus, don't allow anything to keep you out. Choose the good path, which is the word of God, which is to be at the feet of Jesus. Are you still with me? Praise the Lord. Let's look at King Solomon in the Bible. I'm trying to make you see what wisdom really, really is and what he can do for you. First Kings chapter 3. 
I pick a few verses here. But yeah, the background of the story was when Solomon was made a king, he went to offer sacrifices, thousands of sacrifices unto the Lord. Look at verse 5. The Bible says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God asked, What shall I give thee? And this is very important. <laughs> Hallelujah. What do you want me to do for you? By implication, I want to say this to you. Your sacrifices have a way of pulling on God. Hallelujah. Remember, in Genesis 8, when Noah offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, remember what God did? Bible says, smile a good servant, he said in the side, I will no longer destroy the earth because of man's sake anymore. What made God to change his mind? The sacrifices that he offered unto the Lord. God came at the night to Solomon. How do you go about doing all of these things? What do you want me to do for you? Oh, glory. Your sacrifices are not in vain. Can I hear an amen? The Bible says, Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with thee. Thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. But verse 9. Give therefore their servant and what? Understand their heart to judge their people. That I may design between good and evil. Or bad. For who is able to judge these so great a people? And the speech please the Lord. That Solomon asked this thing. What did he ask for? Understanding. Remember? Wisdom is the principal thing without I get, get understanding. And God said unto him, Because I have asked this thing, I have not asked for thyself long life. That's what we pray for. Not have asked riches for thyself. That's what we pray for. Not have asked the life of the enemy. That's what we pray about. But I've asked for that said, understanding to design judgment. Praise God, somebody. Look at verse 12. Behold, I have done according to thy words. And this is very important. The Lord will always do for you according to what you say. Lo, I have given thee what? A wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, Neither after thee shall any arise unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not by any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Can I hear an amen? You never ask for long life. You never ask for the head of your enemies. You never ask for riches. You ask for wisdom. You ask for understanding. I'm therefore going to add all of those things to you. Are you following what I'm talking about? Wisdom is a principal thing. It's the first thing that you need. And guess what? Now, Solomon didn't just sit down in his house and wealth begins to come in. He said, I gave you wealth. I gave you riches. You know how Solomon got his riches? He become 
a wonderful merchant, a trader, a businessman. And the days of Solomon, there was no war. So what did Solomon do? He will construct chariots of war and hire to Egypt. And they pay him money. So it's like Nigeria buying armor tiles or whatever from the U.S. He was in charge of trading in military warfare. He had no water fight. He was selling eggs. He had sheep in the high sea. Those are the riches God gave to him through what? Wisdom. So when he says Solomon was the richest man, he never sat down and became rich. He applied the wisdom that God gave to him. And money begins to come. If you have wisdom, money will locate you. Praise the living God, somebody. It looks so quiet. Is it okay with you? <laughs> Solomon made his wealth through trading. Go read Second Kings. Be able to see all of that. He made money by selling eggs, by selling sheep. King Solomon. That's what he did. Are you there with me? Made money through business. God didn't give him go and do business. What did he give to him? Take wisdom. That's all. Your life will change in this year we're coming into when you begin to apply wisdom. Let me show you another thing. By the way, do you know why Solomon had to ask for wisdom? If you read the book of, I think, Second Samuel, you're able to read how there was a man called Ahitophet. Have you read about that man before? Ahitophet, the Bible says, the counsel of Ahitophet was like the oracles of God. Oracles mean spirit speaking. The wisdom that he had. He was such a wise man. And Ahitophel was the uncle to Bathsheba, who is the mother of Solomon. And so when you read Proverbs 31, be able to see how, through wisdom, Bathsheba was speaking to Solomon, who is supposed to be the king. And so as Solomon was growing up, he told Solomon, the first thing you need in life is what? Wisdom. So what was in the uncle came to the mother, from the mother he went to Solomon. So when God said, what do you want? You remember what the mother must have told him? Wisdom. Did you get that? That was why I asked for wisdom. And so mothers, how do you raise your children? What do you really tell them? What do you show them? The way your children grow up in life, the things they finally become in life, are they connected to some of the things you say. Their attitude in relating with the other people are directly connected to what you instruct them to do. And very important. Praise the Lord. I gave you a story here some time ago. A young man was to be forced to join the occult. And so, one day he went and they asked him to get a candle. And they beat the candle, put the light on the candle, and then begin to drop the, the wax of the candle in his hand. And you know how painful that could be. His fingers were literally getting burnt. But to remember one thing that his father used to tell his friend. Anytime the father 
have the friend come and going back or in the house and about to depart and we say goodbye but the evil that men live I mean do lives after them the evil that men live I mean men do lives after them you would just tell the man like that if the man goes there we say the same thing and the boy was hearing that the evil that men do lives after them I'm talking about person that actually grew up in Ghana. I don't want to call the name. But it's a minister today. So he got to the place where this word came into the heart of this young man. And said, man, this is going to be evil. The evil that men do leads after them. Right then, he renounced being a court member. And he got out of the initiation. The words of the father saved his life. The words of the mother of Solomon gave him riches and wealth and abundance. Wisdom is the principal thing. Whatever you are looking for in life, you need wisdom. Because think about it, if you have so much money and you don't have wisdom, how many of you understand how you can this I mean you can mess it up overnight. You can finish using it overnight. Am I correct? Praise the Lord. Look at something. You know the story of our two women, I don't know whether they prostituted again, they said. They had their children sleeping on the same bed. You remember the story? And one of them, one of the child died. You know the story, right? Very good. And then we are told that they brought these children before Solomon. And they were arguing, this one is mine, this one is mine. I own the one that's alive, the dead one is not mine, and so on and so forth. And Solomon made a statement, first of all, one of the mother, the one that had the child said, no, we don't need to defy this child. We, we allow this child to grow. When he grows up, he'll be able to discover who the mother really is. That was wisdom. But do you know why Solomon said, get me the market, I bring the live one. Go with me to Exodus 21. Hallelujah. Exodus 21, verse 34. Bible said the owner of the pit. Now, I'm talking about an animal. If you own a pit, an animal falls into it, whatever the case may be. He said, okay, let's say from verse 34. I mean 33. 21, 33. Go back a bit. And if a man shall open a pit, or if a man shall dig a pit, and uncover it, and an ox or an ass fall therein, the owner of the pit shall make good and give money unto the owner of them, and the dead beast shall be his. And if one man's ox hurt another, that he die, then they shall sell the live ox, and divide the money of it, and the dead ox also they shall divide. So Solomon said, okay, fine. This one is alive, we're going to divide the child. For both of you. He was only trying to apply Exodus 21. And the other woman said, no! Let this child grow. By the time the child is of age, you will to discover who the true mother is. And someone said, you are actually the mother of this child. Did you get that? So when you say Solomon was a wise man, it was not in, how do I, how do I put it now? Not in the blues. It was natural application of the word of God to his life. And to the seat that he was occupying. Simple, natural application of scripture. So the primary thing when you want to talk about wisdom is actually the word of God. Remember, 
Jesus gave a parable talking about a wise man that built his house upon the rock. Am I correct? The wise man built his house upon the rock. The sun comes, the wind comes, but the house is standing. Why and how did man have his house to stand? He built his house, what? With wisdom upon the rock. The rock is Christ. You know that. Praise the living God. So what did they find when Mary looked at? What did he say? The Bible said, he sat at the feet of Jesus. He was getting wisdom. He was receiving wisdom. So wisdom is simply the word of God. How do you apply the word? There are times you want to make those decisions. If you are truly connected to the word of God, you come to that place where God can give you instructions based on the scripture. You may have a dream, he gives you a passage. You may have a dream, he gives you a particular word. And when you get out of your dream, and you walk by that which God has given to you, you are walking in wisdom because you already had it from God. Wisdom is simply what? The word of God. How you treat the word determines your level of wisdom that you walk by. And in this year I am saying, prepare yourself to walk in wisdom. By studying and reading the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Last two weeks, the Lord gave me a revelation from the book of Leviticus. <laughs> 27. And I read that, I got confused. Because I was wondering what the Lord was saying. He was speaking about certain amount of money to be paid. And I was thinking, what is going on? He said, if you need to redeem it, this is the amount you need to pay, 20%. Three days down the line, the truth of that word came to me. And shared with my wife and he said, the Lord, I've already told you that's the amount you're supposed to pay. And so I have no argument anymore as to what I must do concerning what I was looking for. When you live by hearing God, reading the scriptures, you will live with peace, you will live with joy, you will have such a restful way of life that no man outside of God can get. Praise the living God. This year, you're going to live with wisdom. Practical wisdom, as you apply them to your daily life, as we call living with wisdom or wisdom for living. Go with me to Matthew 12 and verse 42. Jesus was speaking here, and he said, The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the utmost part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Why? Solomon was given the word, but Jesus was the word personified. He was the word of God. He was living out the word of God. A greater than Solomon is here. What was the comparison in terms of wisdom? Are you with me? Solomon was a great man because he had wisdom. But Jesus said, the greater than Solomon is right here. 
That's to say, the wisdom of Solomon cannot be compared to my own wisdom. Remember, he grew in wisdom and understanding. And in favor with man and with God. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Amen. Oh no, see me after service. Did you hear me? See me after service. So, Jesus said, A greater than Solomon is here. There is something that is on me that Solomon never had. Hallelujah. And that's to say, I know who I am. I walk in the will of God. I can do nothing except what I say the Father do. Remember that? The word of God was what was ruling his life. Lord, in the volume of the book, it's written about me to do thy will. Oh Lord, he pretend. When you start walking in the will of God for your life, you're walking in absolute wisdom. When you begin to apply the word of God to your daily living, you are walking in absolute wisdom. And don't forget, get wisdom. And without that getting, get what? Understanding. And wisdom is what? The principal thing, the first thing. So the force you need for your life is the word of God. Did you get that? The primary thing you need for your life is the word of God. You want to be stable in life, you need the word of God. You want to get to the top, you need the word of God. You want riches to come your way, you need the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me take this simple illustration and I will stop. You know the story of Abraham and Lot in Genesis chapter 13. I want to show you something. How that wisdom was applied by Abraham. And to understand that when you walk in wisdom, people may think that you're a fool. <laughs> Glory to God. Genesis 13 verse 7. And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. And Abraham said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and the herdsmen, for we be brethren. It's not the whole land before thee. Say, pray thy self, I pray thee for me. If thou take to the, if thou will take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right, then I will go to the left. And love little of his eyes, and behold, all the plain of Jordan. It was well watered. <laughs> Everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest from the Zohar. Verse 11. Then Lord chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lord journeyed east, and they separated himself, the one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lord dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his sand towards Sodom. Then, verse 18, Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron. Build there an altar unto who? Unto the Lord. Very interesting story. When it is time 
to separate from partners and certain group of people, you must walk like Abraham with wisdom. This is separation of partnership right now. They were in partnership, time for separation. But think about it. Abraham was supposed to be the eldest person, but he gave Lot the opportunity to make a choice before him. When you walk in wisdom most time, you give up your rights. It looks like you're a fool. Are you following what I'm talking about? Remember, Lot never had a covenant with God. It was Abraham that had a covenant with God. So it was through the covenant of Abraham that he had with God when he took Lot with him that Lot became prosperous. But Lot was not even thinking about that. Abraham gave up his rights for a younger person. And he was happy. Lot was happy. He made a choice of the best places. And Abraham was watching and looking. But guess what? The very choice that he made became a realm of what? Destruction. Because that became Sodom and Gomorrah. He chose it. May wisdom make you choose the right thing this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. Did you get that? He made a choice. He never knew that the choice he was making was going to end in destruction. But Abraham allowed him to make all the choices he wanted to make. He took whatever portion that was left. And the Bible made us to understand he pitched his tent in Mamre. You know what Mamre means? Mamre means lack of strength. It means weakness. And that's the word of God for you. When you think to be weak, then you are strong. God said that Second Corinthians chapter 12 unto um, what do you call him? Unto Paul. Look at that. Second Corinthians 12 verse number 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect at what? In witness. Mamre. He chose the weak part. He chose the lonely part. But that was a place of strength. The side that was so glorious that slot went to finally became the end of destruction. I mean, that's the end of it. Sodom and Gomorrah, everything went into flames. But that was the choice that he made. Abraham chose the weak part. But the weakest part become the strength of Abraham. The cross was like a weak spot for Jesus, but became the victorious power of his sacrifice. Are you following what I'm talking about? Don't allow people to make you feel you are a fool when you choose to be humble, when you choose to be in lonely spots, when you choose to follow the word of God, when you choose to follow the mind and the intent of God for your life. Choose the weak paths. Don't choose that which is glorious that men would think is glorious. Because the end of that it's not about what? Destruction. How do you part ways? In a very simple way. Let those people have their way. 
but God will take care of you. Let the people cheat you, God will take care of you. Are you following what I'm talking about? All of the good land was taken by lords, but they lacked wisdom. But the man that was walking in the will of God chose the weak side, the land of memory. The end product of his choice was a glorious life. Because as soon as that was happening, read the story. God said, you look up, Abraham. Hallelujah. And if you can count the sand of the sea, all the stars in the heaven, that is how your children are going to be. There was never a time God said this until there was a separation. Some of you, your union is your problem. Why you don't hear and see God? Some of you, the company you keep are the things that are holding you back. Not hearing God to be able to walk in His will and the wisdom. The simple company, by the time he's separated from this partnership, God said, look up. God never told him to look up until he was separated from lots. Does anybody follow what I'm talking about? You need to walk with wisdom in this year that we're entering into. I am seeing glorious things come before you. I am seeing good things come before you. But in achieving all of this thing, we're going to walk by what? By wisdom. Again, let's take our scripture. In the book of Jeremiah 30 verse 19. I'm going to close from there. Wisdom shall speak for you. This year, wisdom shall speak for you. The Bible says, Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry, and I will multiply them. Can I hear an amen? And there shall not be few. Can I hear an amen? I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Wisdom will bring you to this. Hallelujah. Abraham was magnified. Abraham was glorified. He chose the weak parts. He chose memory. He chose to be in the will of God. God magnified him. God made him great. God expanded him. God glorified him. That is the way it's going to be for you when you start living with wisdom this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you still there with me? I need you to understand what I'm sharing with you. The practical way of living with wisdom. Don't think you can achieve so much as a child of God outside of the mind or the will of the Father. They can only end up in complete destruction like it was with Lot's. But stay with God. Stay with the word of God. Stay in the mind of God this year. And you see what God is going to do through this scripture for you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So Abraham became great and mighty. Even though he chose that which seems to be nothing before the eyes of man. And his brother that chose, his, his, his nephew, whatever, that chose that which was great and mighty ended up with nothing. Praise the living God. Choose witness when men are trying to oppress you. Choose to be lonely when you look at the things of the world. Humble yourself and you see what God will do. My strength is made perfect in what? In witness. I want you to get that. It's not by might, not by power, but by his own spirit. Don't forget the story of Solomon. And he simply told him, because you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for wealth as it were, you didn't ask for long life that you're looking for, everybody's looking for. You didn't ask for the head or the neck of your enemies. I am going to make you rich like nobody else. And that means you're going to live long as well. 
Praise the living God, somebody. All those things you never ask for. Now you can understand the scripture that says, I will do exceedingly above all that you ask or think. I will do beyond that. Solomon simply said, give me wisdom. And he said, I'm going to do beyond giving you wisdom. And that wisdom will enable you to get the things that you ordinarily you never ask for. Solomon did not ask for anything. But he got everything. But he asked for one thing. And that is the one thing I come to present to you this morning. That is what? The wisdom that comes from God. Praise the living God somebody. The wisdom that does what? That comes from God. You need wisdom this year. For this scripture to be fully what? Actualize and I know it's going to come. Praise the living God, somebody. Because, like I said before, the way you manage your money is critically important to you becoming rich or poor. You must understand what I'm saying. The way you handle money is very important, the way you treat money is very important. And don't forget, it's nice to be hospitable. Hallelujah! Come on, I say, Hallelujah. That's one wisdom that you can go through quickly to get to where you are supposed to be. And Jesus said, either honor me, honor the Father. How many of you remember that? And so because when this woman received Jesus, there was something that was coming into the house. The life of God, the glory of God, the magnification of God was coming to the house. How many of you remember Zacchaeus? He said, come down, I'm going to eat in your house today. And by the time they God, they said, today our salvation come into this house. He didn't pray for salvation. He simply hosted him. So important for you to understand what it means to host the one that carried the grace of God. Praise the Lord God. Are you see, follow what I'm saying now? I need you to walk in wisdom this year. Pray earnestly that God will guide you, that God will lead you, and then apply the scriptures as much as possible in every situation that you find yourself. And I'm just praying that God will bring you to that level like he does with me. That in every situation, he gives you a scripture that pertains to it. So that when you take your decision, you take it on the basis of the scripture that he has given to you. Praise the living God somebody. I shared with you before that that's one of the ways by which God works with me. Till tomorrow, he gives me scriptures to read when it pertains to any situation, any case that I have. He gives me a scripture to read. And so when I stand on that word, even if the way or situation is shaking, I don't care whatever it is because I know God has spoken from the very beginning. You walk with wisdom by walking in the word and the will of the Father. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.